0: On this Aircheck episode, our guest is the voice of Aircheck, National Television and Radio
1: Voiceover Pro, Greg O'Brien, the OB. This is part one of our four part series with Greg O'Brien. Greg has had a very non traditional career path. It's a journey that brought Greg from the banking industry to an internship at New York's 1027 WNEW FM, on air talent, program director, and into the voiceover industry. Let's begin. Welcome to Air
2: Check Season 4, a podcast about radio's personality. From radio personalities, managers, consultants, owners, and your most humble hosts from Philadelphia,
0: Rich DeSisto and Paul Kelly. I'm Rich DeSisto. Don Paul Kelly. He's the man behind the curtain, behind the voice of many national TV and radio commercials.
2: Once upon a time in Taco Land. There was a joyous day called National Taco Day. D.O. returns
1: to the stage. He's Greg O'Brien, the O.B. His career path, industry moves, and voiceover advice you'll want to hear from this voice.
2: You could be the biggest voice in the world, like a LaFontaine, or you could be a regional. Are you making a living? Are you happy doing it? That's all that matters. And if you're making a difference and you're being unique.
0: And he also happens to be the voiceover talent of this podcast.
2: Welcome to Air Check, Season 4. Who thought this would happen? I know I didn't. Rich and Paul have lined up another roster of guests just as compelling as Season 1. God, I hope so. Announcer props. <laughs> That's me, Greg O'Brien, the OB. Appreciate you sitting in for this episode of Air Check. Oh, I feel like I lost a bet.
1: Please welcome across the stage, here he comes. All the way from Houston, Texas. The Ob, Greg O'Brien.
2: Yo, actually, we're from New Jersey now.
1: <laughs> Welcome back.
2: Thank God. Yes, I'm very happy to be home in New Jersey. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. To
1: hear from you, man. So you hit the reset button. You're back in Jersey.
2: Yeah, after uh, 18 years in uh, Houston, Texas, decided uh, I-, I missed the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss the jug handles, and um, I miss the food.
1: Well, what Rich and I are going to do during your air check session, Greg, is, well, first we're going to start with who we've had on the show. Uh, we, we've had disc jockeys from different music formats, from different markets across the country. We've had jocks from different eras. We've had uh, top 40 jocks from the 60s on. We've had owners, uh, Kirby Confer, Paul Rothfuss, consultants, Fred Jacobs. We've had pre packaged, promotion-recorded show hosts, record label reps, people you know like Pinky Phillips. And uh, as you know, there's many moving parts to a successful sounding radio station, and it's not just radio people that are listening to our episode. so we like to make it mass appeal and describe it for everybody. And the part that helps hold a radio station together and give it its stationality versus its personality of a person is its image and it's that recorded voice that uh, people hear between songs and not the disc jockey but that voice that presents the dial position the call letters the brand name and that's who greg o'brien is these days greg is that voice guy that appears well (laughs) His voice appears on television spots and radio spots, and he is that voice identifier between the songs on radio stations. And for you, man... It all started behind the microphone. I mean, it, y- your, your thing has been the message delivery device all along. Early days, garage band in uh, New Jersey with your high school buzz, right?
2: Absolutely. I got the bug of kind of entertaining with a voice with my brothers. Paul, you know, coming from a big Irish family, you entertain yourselves. And my thing was way back, I could mimic, even as a child, I could mimic things that I saw on TV or heard on radio. The one of the uh, the voices I could do very well, not now, but back when I was a little kid, I used to crack my brothers up doing an impersonation of Johnny Mathis. Chances are cause I, wear a silly grin. I know that sounds crazy, come. but it would <laughs> it would have them rolling and I said, Really, is this not funny? But I, I knew early on that I could play around with my voice not necessarily thinking when I was six, seven years old that I was going to make a living out of it, but I just knew kind of something, Well, this, this could be something I could use in, in different aspects. And also being so consumed with radio as a child, a lot of us older guys, remember the, um, I say older guys, I say, you know, guys have been around a little bit remember you know just being brought into this this world of just mind imagination you know uh or theater of the mind i should say from all the
0: jocks and the music that i heard as a kid well growing up in the new york city metropolitan area what were your radio influences that were responsible for creating that theater of the mind for you what stations were you listening to and who were you listening to
2: at that time um we had three top 40 stations. I would consider them rock stations, but we had WABC, we had WMCA, and WINS. They were all kind of like fighting each other for the number one spot or whatever, but they had so many great personalities. Jack Specter is one. Hang on, there. that's number six on a good guy survey, WMCA. Number mm. coys on the Jack Specter Show got a wonderful of a good guy sweatshirt a while ago, Andy Krieg of East 48th Street in Manhattan. He wins it. Early Scott Muni. This is Scott Muni. On WNEW-FM, now we begin a special series of programs for this week, at this time, from uh, 2 to 3 p.m. Each day we'll cover a subject in songs written by some of the best of today's writers, our poets. Uh, Harry Harrison. Ah, those amazing Beatles. Boys back again on WMCA. They're number one in our good guy survey. And you're number one with me. I'm Harry Harrison. It's sunny. It's 71 degrees. It's going to be warm again today. Everybody say hey, My first morning guy that I remember was Herb Oscar Anderson. Have a real good day, everybody. And I'll see you again tomorrow morning, anytime between 6 and 10 o'clock. Until then, Herb Oscar Anderson saying goodbye. God bless you. And thank you very much. I was just enthralled with it because, you know, listening to it, these air personalities, the way that they would create this atmosphere was just phenomenal and the creativity that went into what you heard between the records i would always think like oh what would that be like to do and then when we all discovered fm uh, probably around 1969 70 we upgraded from our transistor radios and got ooh, the fm what is that by 1967 it was abundantly clear that rock and roll was taking on a larger and larger significance in the lives of american young people The Civil Rights Movement. Again, we had the legendary WNEWFM with their incredible jocks that took what the top 40 jocks had done and just created another totally different world. WNEWFM became a refuge for all the exciting, wildly experimental music that was being virtually ignored by the safe, unadventurous AM radio band. The songs waiting to be heard beyond the limited content of the top 40 were exotic, seductive, challenging, and constantly stretching the boundaries. And I think when they were talking about how they turned you on to music, and I was such a music fan and a diehard music fan, it just said, yes this is what I want to do. And for the longest time, you know, I dreamed about it, didn't really do anything about it because I was involved in music. But I always had that dream in the back of my head that this is what I was going to do. And there was a funny story. Well, funny to me, kind of. I was working at a bank, and this is around 1986 or 87. And, you know, I'm in my late 20s at that point. I decided I was going to intern at a station. And it just so happened that I interned at W. WNEW in New York City. Really? a uh-huh. have. 1027 WNEW-FM, the place where rock lives. Rock and roll that opens your eyes. 16-song music marathons, day and night. Classic rock and new music. Brought to you by rock and roll DJs that are second to none. Rock lives only at 1027. Hit the button and listen to the finest rock and roll. 1027 WNEW-FM, where rock lives. Everybody looked at me. It's like, you work at a bank and you're in your late 20s and you just decided you're going to intern. And they just gave me this look. And all the people that they had introduced me to at NEW were all my heroes. So what a way to start. Yeah, (laughs) And it was a great experience and one jock who has recently passed away unfortunately i was uh, his name is ray white great guy great jock and we were in um a men's room and he had said to me It says you know you're gonna go far in this business because you keep your mouth shut you look and you listen and right then and there i said you know what it gave me the confidence to go ahead and move on to get a full-time gig in radio and have that be my career you're listening to season four of Aircheck, a podcast about radio's personality from Radio Personalities. Rich and Paul have lined up another roster of guests just as compelling as seasons one, two, and three. Aircheck season one includes conversations with Eddie Trunk, Danny Bonaducci, Nina Blackwood, and more. Aircheck, available now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also tell your smart speaker to play Aircheck podcast.
0: Greg, talk a little bit about what you did with that full-time radio gig. Music, as you said, was a big interest of yours, as was the allure of being on the radio. But as Paul and I both know, the production studio, the pre-recorded theater of the mind, can be a lot of fun, too. How did that influence you? Well, one of the things when you get
2: into radio, obviously, you're not only a jock. There are other things that you that are re- required of you. One is production, doing commercials for the radio station. What I wanted to do... Originally, as soon as I first started, I wanted to make every spot that I did sound like a national commercial. A sommelier searches for the perfect wine. But here in Philadelphia, we answer to a different calling. The perfect schmear. And I am a chamelier. Whether I succeeded every time, that's in doubt. But that gave me this try different things. I didn't want to sound like Greg O'Brien on the air, Greg O'Brien doing a spot. I wanted to kind of give it, separate the two. Because a lot of times what you hear on local production from local radio stations, you have the jock and it sounds like the jock. And I wanted to separate that. I wanted two different, almost two different people doing it. And it gave me a chance to try, you know, use what range I had, use them. Some worked, some didn't. But I was always watching commercials on TV, listening to commercials on radio, and says, I could do that.
1: Excuse Mm-mm. me, is
0: that a plug-in This car? Santa Fe has a plug in it. How does that work exactly, you wonder? Is that a voiceover? Well, it works just like a Santa Fe, except it oh. has both electric and gas. Sometimes... I you know,
2: want to tell a story, because oh. most spots should be telling a story. I like the idea when I heard a jock on the air tell stories. He He, he or she would intro a song kind of like a story. Poetry in a way. And that's what I wanted to do. I said, that's what I can, because I was thinking even early on that it can't just be every day going on the air. There has to be something more that I could do and use what gift I have, use it to its full extent. And that's where I really started to, from day one, try to make everything sound like a national spot. And the client would be like, whoa, I got to use that guy.
0: I think it's interesting that at a very early time in your radio career, you recognize the value, your talents, and your voice – on the commercial uh, could bring if the approach was more on a national scale rather than just a local scale and given those local spots that bigger appeal which brings me to a crossroads in your radio career we'll hear your stories when you were at WPDH uh, WRRV, and Q104.3 but there was a point in that radio journey when you decided not only to shift gears but to physically move yourself away from the New York Metro and branch out to pursue a national voiceover career so talk a little bit about your move to Houston when you went to join Bill Young Productions?
2: Well, it was, I had been with um, WPDH and WRV for 15 years. And within that time, the last uh, couple of years, like a lot of radio stations, the company was sold to a bigger corporation. And I just felt at that time, I knew it was coming to an end. People were leaving the station that I worked with for so many years. And there was such a shift in, um, obviously, philosophies in in broadcasting and in what companies expected. And I just kind of felt, well, I really... Wanted to take, really wanted to get into more of the production voicing and this company called Bill Young Productions. And they were the premier concert promotion company in the country. I thought, whoa, your voice in your production, you know, would be heard across the country. And I said, well, that's kind of a cool thing to do. And I was just aching for a change. I had sent uh, something to them. They got back to me flew me down, which was something I was not used to. You're going to fly me down to Houston to meet me? I said, wow. So I went for uh, to interview with them, flew me down. I guess they wanted to make sure that I wasn't like a nutcase. They offered me the job and I felt very confident that, and I think a lot, what, what happened was they wanted to make sure I was trainable, I think. And I looked at this opportunity as the money was very good. Uh, The coolest thing about it was your office is a recording studio. Each one of us audio producers had our own studio. It was great. And the thing about what drew me to it was that you had to create everything. One of rock's most influential bands, Deep Purple, live, the long goodbye tour. We were allowed to put the music together for these concert spots, but we had to come up with all the verbiage. Wow. And I was like, really? So you had to sit there and how are you going to, uh, you're given a Bruce Springsteen concert tour. Now this was something that you created that was going to be all in all the markets around, you know, around the country in Canada and in some places um, in England, possibly, in Europe. To get to Rich's point, it was just time for that change and time to make that leap because I knew I was always going to do it. It was just a matter of when, and this opportunity was just too good to pass up. And I was okay with leaving radio. A lot of times um, people have a hard time leaving radio, and I can understand it because it's very addictive as a personality. But it was just time for me to move on and going all the way across, you know, halfway across the country was uh, was kind of interesting.
0: I says, okay, let's see what happens. The OB, Greg O'Brien, the one and only. On our next episode with Greg, part two of four, we find out how Greg approaches putting his voice to a radio commercial. More specifically, how he assembled the various voiceover projects he was assigned at Bill Young Productions. We find out what advice then WDHA program director Mike Boyle gave a younger Greg O'Brien and its impact. Plus, Greg's first real radio gig at WPDH in Poughkeepsie, New
1: York, following his WNEW internship. You can follow us, stream, and download every episode of AirCheck on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also tell your smart speaker to play AirCheck Podcast. If you haven't done so, give us a great rating. We'd also love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Aircheck AirCheckMate.com. This is Rich DeSisto and I'm Paul Kelly. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Closing out another episode of AirCheck, a podcast about radio's personality. From radio personalities. If you have radio stories to share, we'd love to hear from you. Join the Aircheck guest list. Email aircheckme at gmail.com. Musical props are Chris Gordon's. Announcer props, I'll take those. Greg O'Brien, the OB. Aircheck is available now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also tell your smart speaker to play Aircheck Podcast. Aircheck is the creation of RDPK Productions.